Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Featuring sysadmin expert, Don Pizzette. Security specialist, Daniel Lowry. And Peter. Hello and welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. I'm your host, Peter Van Rysdam, and I am joined by not Don again, which... <laughs> We're joined by Wes Pizzette. <laughs> Wes Pizzette, yeah. Congratulations on your nuptials. Wes, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me back. That is Wes Bryan, I should say. <laughs> and he did not screw up bad enough last week uh, for us to not have him back. Hey, that's good. And uh, somehow neither did, neither did Daniel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Daniel, how are you? I keep trying. One of these days. You'll do it. I'll say something real bad, and then they'll or, be or, the end of it. You know, one of these days someone will listen, and uh, they'll hear hey, the things. See, that's that's the thing, oh, is we dang. fly under the radar. <laughs> Yeah. But no one actually is watching this. That'll do it. Well, we're still early in the podcast. That's give it a second. You know, no. Give it a few minutes. Many, many people are watching, and especially today because of our special guest. And I wore a NASA shirt because we have um, – he doesn't work at NASA, but he he works in space. Well, he doesn't work in space. Let me just – I'll just introduce him. We are joined today by <laughs> Tyler Broder, who is the CEO and founder of Cubos. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm peachy. Hey, thanks for having me. So you're not in space, though, just to confirm? I uh, uh, that's accurate. Yes, okay. not in space. Head in the clouds, though. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that's different. Different yeah, story. That's a whole different thing. I've had that for years. All right. Well, let's get to know Tyler a little bit in our first segment today, which is rapid fire questions. Who do you work for? What's new? Who are you? What's happening? What's wrong with you? All right, Tyler, so we've kind of alluded to what your company does a little bit, uh, but we're going to uh, ask you a few questions here, uh, put five minutes on the clock, and, and uh, get to know you a little bit. So my first question for you is, uh, can you just give us a little bit of an overview of Cubos? Yeah, Cubos is a software company building a, a cloud-based uh, mission control platform for tracking, communicating, and understanding satellite data. You know, when it comes down uh, to it uh, there, uh, Tyler, you are the co-founder. So what, what led you to uh, start this business? So I, uh, I had a friend who was a software engineer uh, who had worked in space. And um, he came to me and said, I have an idea. I want to get back in space, start a company, and I need someone to sell. I'll build it. You sell it. Let's, let's go out and build um, a new company in space uh, dealing with satellites. And uh, at the time, I knew... Uh, basically nothing about satellites and uh, didn't know anything about uh, software. Uh, and I, but I said yes. And uh, and so here we are. Uh, this, this is what happened. And, and I later uh, took over the role of CEO and uh, have been leading the company ever since. You know, you know about software and space and stuff now, right? Oh, yeah, I, I've got up, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, space good. is up then, yeah, right? Right. Okay. Hold on to check's notes. Sounding yeah, Direction yeah. matters. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I read the book. And if there's yeah, one thing exactly. I've learned uh, from being on the Technado and around this is that when someone comes up to you and asks you to do something, you have absolutely no idea what to do. You say yes. That's opportunity. <laughs> and then you just 100%. succeed for whatever reason. So uh, speaking of, you were talking about how you were not in the space space if that makes sense. Yeah, that's good, uh, yeah. Uh, from what I understand, you were in IT uh, for healthcare. How the heck did you, you know, was that something you were like, oh, yes, finally, you know, I read that book on space two minutes ago, <laughs> and now I can get into it. Uh, how did that jump? Like, is that something you wanted to do? Yeah, so I've, I've always been uh, starting companies and, and uh, doing new business ideas and always was fascinated with uh, trying new things too, right? And so I was looking for a new business to start to or or to help found, 
And so the opportunity came around. I wouldn't say that I was particularly looking for space. I was looking for something that was scalable, uh, you know, from, from a software perspective that could really scale uh, as opposed to a service type business. And so, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I was, I was looking for space. I don't know. Uh, you know, when I joined space was not this, um, you know, what it is today, you know, SpaceX was still pretty, uh, quiet under the radar. And so it, it, um, it was an interesting time to join in, but yeah, that's how I made the leap. Uh, basically someone said, do you want to, and I said, yes. And, and, uh, here we are. Well, space is scalable. I heard, I heard it's infinite. Yeah. So there's a lot of room. And it's expanding. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. It's getting bigger. That's that's true. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Unlike earth. Uh, all right. So uh, I saw that, that uh, one day recently you had posted on LinkedIn, like, hey, we, we had six satellites go up today. I mean, is that is that a big percentage of how many you got out there that you guys are managing or, or how many satellites out there that are, are, are working on your software? Yeah. So we currently have eight satellites on orbit. Okay. Uh, so six in one day is a big, a big chunk deal. for us. <laughs> uh, and so uh, that was a big day. That was a big day just from a, a from a. Uh, industry perspective, right? There was, uh, we had uh, five customers launch six satellites across two different rockets within four hours of each other, right? It was, it was, a, it was a lot going on, uh, a lot of excitement. It's SpaceX, but this was also Virgin uh, Orbit was also launching different customers, and so there was a lot of satellites being thrown up there, a lot of excitement, and. Um, uh, so that was a pretty big milestone for the the industry as a whole. Usually. They put up one big rock, uh, one big satellite uh, at a time. Ones, you know, there was over a hundred satellites launched on that particular day, and we had six of them uh, as part of our uh, uh, our customers. So they customers use our software to control it. So it's a tool they use to control their satellite. So um, it was a big day for for Major Tom for the company. All right, I'm glad you you brought up that name there, Major Tom, uh, the name of the of the software. So I went back last night to confirm, and I listened to the song again. It does not end well for Major Tom. <laughs> what leads you to believe that this is going to end better for you? Yeah, so uh, it's really fun. You tell people the name of Major Tom, and most people, it's fine. It's, it's whatever, and they forget it. Then, then there's a group of people who, who latch on and know the reference, <laughs> and that's fun. And then you have that special group, um, this this little little bitty a uh, group of people who who actually know uh you know kind of what happens to major tom and through it and so you always know those people and uh, i can tell what you are and so you, you, i just tell them you're focusing on the wrong details here we're talking about space you're, we're not talking about music i'm over here you're over there i don't know what's happening here no but it usually goes over really well um i uh, i used to have a quick cute reply to that but i think i forgot it at this point because you know <laughs> I, I got no rebuttal for it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the papers want to know We're what shirts you wear as well. Yeah. That's right. That's that right. Uh, this is good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I was. I don't know. I was expecting like some big philosophical. No. Well, we. It was about the the part where he explored and no. And he's like, he We're, this exist, We're just existential. Yeah. There's no relation to the song. There, that's that's it. there's no relation that's pure coincidence yeah. i've never heard of the song yeah sounds dumb yeah. Who's this? <laughs> i try to keep things very simple uh, yeah. who's yeah. this bowie guy yeah ripping us space off. is complicated enough we don't need to make it more more yeah. complicated there you uh, go that works that's good that's good 
All right, well, let's move on past the rapid-fire questions here into our, our next segment, and we want to talk a little bit about the future of satellite and space tech, because I don't think we've had anyone on before. I mean, we've had tons of, of security people, tons of cloud, things like that, and we and we were always talking about the future of those industries, but you're right. I mean, space is where everything's going, uh, you know, both physically and, and uh, metaphorically, but, uh, <laughs> you know, satellite technology, a lot more affordable than it was 20, 30 years ago. And we're seeing a lot, a lot more uh, things relying on, on GPS on uh, you know, all different, uh, you know, we're talking about the, um, what do we call it? Starlink, the, uh, is it the Wi-Fi thing that, uh, that yeah, um, Starlink, yeah, Starlink. Yeah, Starlink. I mean, thing, things like yeah. that. So what do you see as the, the future of, of space technology and satellites specifically? You know, it's a great question. It's hard to, to say there's one thing, you know, there's lots of room up there, obviously, no, no pun intended, but there's lots of opportunities to do lots of different things. There's a group of people that we're following that's really trying to push to the moon, uh, set up, you know, human habitats on the moon or in Mars, right? You have that train of thought. We also have like the Starlinks and the one web of the world really pushing for services back to earth, right? So internet, satellite internet that's actually usable uh, and affordable. Uh, but, you know, really, and then I actually know other companies that are building manufacturing, fac sorry, factories in space to build gadgets, build widgets to then bring back to earth and sell it on earth, right? Hmm. And, um, and so space is just really almost still very much in its infancy as about what we can do with it. I, really what's interesting to me is, is, is kind of the more of the foundational problems right the communication problems if you if you have a satellite you have to get data back to ground otherwise it's pointless right um there's no use to a spacecraft if it's not getting data back to earth um and so you can imagine you have a, a thousand satellites and you have a hundred ground stations that are receiving the data you know the the complexity of that communication network and the optimization of that network is really, I think, going to be the big bottleneck. Everyone thought that that launches the bottleneck. You know, we can't get enough satellites up in the space because the rockets are expensive and they're hard. Uh, we're starting starting to solve that problem. Cost is coming down and accessibility is starting to grow. But the next big problem is going to be communications, right? The frequency allocation for uh, spectrum on the radio frequencies. Uh, building on these networks, there, there needs to be a new GPS for the moon, right? And Mars. So these communication networks, these uh, infrastructure plays are really the real scaling problem that we're going to have in space. So that's, that, at least that's where we sit. That's what's really interesting about, I think, the next, next decade that we're looking at. When do you think we're going to see consumer grade satellites or space probes? That'd be awesome. Like I can put my own? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Throw it up in there and then you can use QBOS to... Yeah, I mean, our, people are already, Imagine you know, thing. putting things like, you know, with, with balloons and things. Right. You can put a camera into, yeah. you know, low, and not orbit, obviously, but, you know. I saw one guy <laughs> set his kid's toy into space and yeah. then uh, tracked it with yeah. the GPS as it came down. And, yeah. 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 Uh, I, you know, I actually don't think that the hardware is going to be cheap enough. They're going to be consumer grade. But we're going to turn it into is more like AWS, right? There's going to be servers, there's spacecraft, and you'll be able to write an application and put it on a satellite. And that's really where the consumer angle will come. It'll come through software and not through hardware. Uh, so I can rent a satellite. 
you can rent a That'd satellite awesome. just like you can. That works. Yeah, that's, that's where we're yeah, moving to. Well, data center yeah. in space, too. I mean, cooling is less of an issue. Oh, yeah. It's cold mm-hmm. as hell in up the, there. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Hey, so, so I want to go back to something you mentioned a second ago, because we, we were kind of saying, you know, we both said, hey, there, there's a lot of room up there. But, you know, when you're talking about 100 satellites launching in a day, I mean, is there that much room up there? Is that is that a little bit of what your software does in terms of them communicating to each other and, and navigation and those kind of things? Because, you know, there's so much space junk now, and, and uh, are, are these things all running on the same planet? Yeah, so what, what we're moving toward is integrating those, uh, that data stream. So there's, there's services out there that track all the different little things, both like satellites, uh, uh, but also like debris, you know, satellite broke up and it's got a little bolt flying around that could really damage your spacecraft. There's there's services that track all these. And so integrating that data into Major Tom and allowing it you to see where your satellite is versus where this debris is so that you can project out if you're going to collide with that um, is really a, a piece that Major Tom is, is filling and giving that visibility. It's all about uh, situational awareness for major Tom users, right? Understanding everything they can understand and then having the actions to, uh, to, to take from that data, their understanding. Hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like anything yeah. to do with space. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Any closing That's thoughts, good. Wes? No, Dang. man, it's a uh, exciting technology. It's really the final frontier. They say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Proud of that. We're going to yeah, I do. I do envision you talking about space trash kind of floating around like, Eventually, there will be space garbage men that yeah. just, you know, well, Bob, let's get out there and get those nuts and bolts. They're going to fly. Well, doesn't it just fall to Earth eventually? And, and well, uh, no, well, they, they actually they have a decaying just, orbit. Yeah. Well, they just did this. A satellite just launched and proved that they can use a magnet to take dead satellites and then they shoot them down to Earth so that they'll decay <laughs> faster instead of just spinning up there for another 10 years. Can, can we do uh, like yeah, a garbage so, pile in the we'll Pacific see. Ocean yeah, first? Yeah. And then... <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming a lot of it would like kind of melt and yeah. burn up on re-entry. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would have to be pretty uh, big, to, right? Well, it, it will burn up. It's just when will it burn up? It could oh, right. be another 10 years before it gets low enough right. to it's burn gonna... up. Well, you don't want it up there for 10 years. Yeah. Or do we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, just just like blink if, if there's anything that's coming uh, to Earth we should yeah. be worried about that yeah. you're aware of. Sure. Sure, I'm, I'm on it. I'll blink. Okay, he did blink. I saw that. <laughs> He's controlling it right now. He's like, He's, Peter, yeah. where do you live again? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can aim this right at your yeah. home. There we go. <laughs> All right, so uh, you actually have a podcast of your own. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we do have a podcast. Uh, it's called Ground Control Checking In. It's really, we're focusing on uh, the story of Cubos, but also our customers and how people are using software in space. Uh, and kind of this this move from on-premise software to the cloud and this this uh, kind of movement that's happening within the industry. So that's really what we focus on. So who, who's the audience for that? Is that j- people that are, um, you know, potential customers, people putting stuff in space or just, you know, space enthusiasts as well? Might, might uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, all of the above, but also people who are in, you know, cloud application development, understanding how we can use um, the infrastructure of the cloud for space. Uh, providing the re- resiliency and the redundancy um, and the scalability for space applications. All right. And if people want to find out more about the company, it's just kubos.com, K-U-B-O-S.com. Uh, Tyler, we, we really appreciate you uh, taking us into this this whole new world um, that we have not <laughs> yeah. explored. No, I appreciate y'all, y'all letting me on to talk about what's going on and just talk about space. It's kind of a 
it's all right. It's just a fun thing to talk about right now. Yeah, very if you, cool. If you ever yeah, need yeah. anyone to talk about Earth, um, Wes or Daniel yeah. could come on on your podcast. And yeah, tell us what is Earth? <laughs> That'd be good. Earth. Yeah. Third rock from the sun. This right is Earth. This yes. Is, yes. This is oh, the down. The down. 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 Space Direction up. is important. There Earth down. Yeah. I'm getting. It. I'm getting. It. All right. Well, Tyler, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time, as I said. Uh, and we really appreci appreciate all of you watching, but don't go away. We've got a lot more Technado to get to. We're going to talk about the news right after this quick break. So Right now, this is an awesome company. We've developed a study group environment where we have small groups of four to five people in each of our office locations that meet once a week and they, they talk together about what they're doing in their certification. We developed a recommended reading list. We do a couple chapters, each one, uh, as well as the IT Pro TV videos. Not only does our company provide incentives to take the tests, but we pay for the tests. We also pay for the time to study on the tests, and we give a bonus to the employees if they pass the test. It's one thing to study for months on end toward a goal by yourself, but to have someone else with you, like there's a lot, a lot of benefit for that. All right, welcome back to Technado with Don Pizet, without Don Pizet, uh, <laughs> which is our, our new. Thing. Just start calling it without Don Pizet. Yeah, there we go. Without, yeah, we need a new logo, guys. Yeah. Got to change that logo out. I uh, want to thank Tyler so much for joining us uh, from Cubos and uh, helping us uh, learn a little bit about uh, the space technology game, which we haven't spent too much time on. But I have a feeling in the future we we will because there will be more and more. Um, satellite contingent things, and uh, maybe we get Elon on next week. I don't know. We'll see. There you go. Uh, that's something for our, our booker to work on. So we'll see if he's available. All right, but we do have a lot of news to get to this week, so let's go ahead and jump in with our first article, which comes to us from ZDNet.com. CentOS clone Rocky Linux gets technical support. Red Hat may no longer support old-style CentOS uh, Linux, but other groups have forked CentOS and are now offering technical support. This now includes CIQ offering support for services uh, like Rocky Linux. And so we've talked about the death um, of, of CentOS, of CentOS mm -hmm. for, for a while. And so this is just kind of one of the next things kind of filling in that hole is what it sounds like? Well, it's so Rocky and like Alma are meant to be like the next iteration, right? So they're taking the idea of CentOS or that Red Hat-based Hat open source you know, because Red Hat is an enterprise level, you're paying for support and all these other things. And typically with a open source project like CentOS, you're not getting any support, right? The support you get is whatever people give you. Community online. driven. Yeah, when you go to sure. Stack Exchange and they go, why would you ask that, you stupid moron? You know, <laughs> yes. and then you finally get the answer. You know, that was support for CentOS, was like forums and stuff like that. And now they're saying, hey, with Rocky, we're actually going to provide you with a, a like a pay for support and what CIQ is saying is that they want to make that not only available but affordable for people that are running uh Rocky Linux. Yeah, bring it out of the enterprise. Yeah, well, I mean it's still small to medium business it, it seems, yeah, so it's still you, organizational organization. Right, cuz you could use Rocky, you know, in your enterprise environment. I don't know how large that will scale up to as far as like if competitor is going to be Red Hat. Um, cause I don't do enterprise Linux <laughs> right. installs and stuff. But, um, as far as like, at least you now have some support, something goes wrong, you're not getting it fixed. And they really, they, I was reading the article and they really kind of went like full on marketer, uh, selling this as a, yeah. like the people that are going to be supporting this, they love Rocky Linux. They eat and breathe and sleep Rocky Linux. And when you call that support line, you're going to get a programmer who, 
that works on the Rocky Linux project, and they're going to be able to answer any question you have. I'm paraphrasing. Everyone obviously. who works there has changed their name to Rocky. Yeah, yeah. They only yeah. play that that's, in the break room. That's it. It's that's just right. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I was going right. Rocky. Yeah. Rocky. Rocky the movies. Yeah, Rocky four, maybe. They eat Rocky Road ice cream. Yep. There we go. It's just Absolutely. it's nonstop marked out for Rocky Linux. Sure. Mm-hmm. So yep. there you go. Well, that makes sense. I mean, if you're running Linux in a in an enterprise environment, you need you need some kind of support, something you can uh, you can call somebody on the phone for, you know, or if there's a zero day, yeah, mm-hmm. somebody that's that's fixing that. Right well, I don't know if, it, if a zero day might need like support to be fixed, but it's just those weird things that happen. Anybody that's worked in an enterprise environment, regardless of whether it's Linux or Windows or whatever, you, things go weird. I remember listening to a conversation between one of the senior techs when I worked at an insurance company. One of the senior techs was talking to our, um, he was like our manager, I guess. He was he was like a, a VP. Mm. And the guy was saying, there, there's no administrator account on this Windows machine. He's like, that's impossible. There, you can't delete the, window, the Windows administrator. And sure enough, You're like, oh, the yeah. Windows administrator was gone. Wow. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, that should be impossible. Yeah. We're like, no crap. That's when you call Microsoft yeah. and say, how the hell did this happen? And they go, well, excuse they, me, Bill. That should be impossible. Uh, you know, computers do weird things. Uh, just having that support system sure. is just nice to know that it's, you're kind of like the, and it is the developers from the system. They they know that thing inside and out, and yeah, that's what you're going to get on the end of the phone, or, right? Or are continuing and when, to. And when your root <laughs> user goes bye bye, and you don't know why, you can go, "Why did that happen?" They go, "That is a good question. Uh, we're going to figure that out and get back to you." We broke it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's stay in the Linux world for our next article, which is also from ZDNet. Uh, Linux boosts Microsoft NTFS support as Linus Torvalds complains about GitHub merges. Better support for Microsoft NTFS file systems is coming to the Linux kernel 5.15. So it just seems like he's just a big old whiner. Yeah, I I love that this is not an article, I think, about NTFS support. It's more about like Linus wines. Yeah, like like <laughs> that's the, it. The pissing match between exactly. Linus Torvalds and the and the. What was the last one that we were this. talking about with him? It was the bit flipping. Yeah, bit flipping. Encryption files. Uh, the, yeah, the um, what's the stuff they put in the computer chips? <laughs> I can't think of it. TPM. No, to keep it from, uh, from being su- successful or um, susceptible to bit flipping. Crypto shredding? I don't know. No, no. not crypto shredding. What is it called? I can't think of the term. I'll look right it up. Yeah. But, uh, but moving on. Uh, so it, this says it boosts NTF support, meaning it was there before, but it's just better support now? Uh, according to this article, yeah, they're updating the support. It's been around a while. It just isn't a part of the Linux kernel. And now uh, it so is. now to be baked in. Yes. So and, there, and it's always, it seems to, and I know you use Linux a lot more than I do, uh, but, you know, NTFS has always been kind of like a wraparound type thing where it's not full functionality. There's typically issues with it. I don't know, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't dive into the Windows world and use they NTFS call it a lot. support, but it's support right. with two crutches. Now here's here, here's <laughs> my know. litmus test. When I, if I have an NTFS... Uh, not encrypted, but um, formatted disk, and I plug it in. Can it read it? Yeah, and in the past, it's only been read, but now it, now right. you're actually being able to do read and writes right. to it as well. So why don't we just do you know what was it um, the EFS? Is that an extended file? Yeah, system? extended file system. that works for both systems, right? It does. And that's yep. a, so why don't we just use that? Is there 
limitations that because NTFS then we wouldn't them. have an article about Linus complaining. Okay, okay. We, we, we just making le- sure. Need well, we have it. It would just be like he complains about soup in Delhi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Soup too cold. Yeah, Linus mad. I, I feel like we should just like <laughs> have some of those very, articles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be just kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's complains about Linus AC. Linus complains. Why is it always so cold <laughs> in the den? Yeah. Uh, by the way, for those of you yelling at your computers, uh, it was ECC. ECC. Uh, you were yelling that at, at home. Oh, okay, yes. But that's yes, what yes, we yes, were yes, trying yes, to remember. So he was uh, he was pissed off at Intel. Cryptology? Uh, Cryptography, I mean, I think is what it is. Yeah, he favored AMD. Error correcting. Oh, error correcting code. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like memory. Yeah. Okay, got it. Well, I'll get it right. <laughs> it's one of those things. You're, you're our acronym guy. Yeah, anyway. I know. I but know. there's so many different acronyms or meanings Depending to the on same the, acronym. Right. Yeah, you, know, you have things that I hate that one. It's like two things. And I really think that there's some guy, old guy going, this is all I get paid for. Let me take these <laughs> letters and figure out how to mess with the rest of the yeah. IT he, industry. He takes the uh, the bag from uh, Scrabble and just pours <laughs> some out and goes, all right, I'm going to make an acronym out of this, that's, I guess. That's our new chip there we go nice uh, <laughs> element op yeah there it is logical <laughs> maniacal <laughs> non-operation <laughs> so well, yeah, i like it perfect that works. and i like how too you know in the article it it, it goes less from ntfs support to more how he feels people should use github yeah. Have you if you noticed that? Oh, oh yeah. Let me show you how to do the pull the right way or the so commit he was saying, the right way. He was way. saying there were like problems with using the the Git web interface for doing the commit. Yep. And that if you don't if you use the standard functionality that you don't incur all those problems that come along with using that. And that's what he was telling him, like, hey, next time, don't do that because it causes issues and hopefully there's not gonna be any regression problems because of it. I don't see any, but it could cause that in the future, so please don't do that. That's what he was saying. I don't think he ever used the word please. Probably not. <laughs> Linus, if you're listening, we'd I'm love like to Obama's have you. I'm like Obama's translator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'd love to have you on the show, Linus, if you're listening, and uh, we can set up like a celebrity boxing match with you and Wes. Oh, that'd be fun. Why me? Uh, you're, you're kind of the one that's well, no mercy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. F you, Linus. Okay, that'll work. Like, he doesn't say please. <laughs> he doesn't say please, no. I, I, I that's think when he's got Wes throws like, a bag of dough urine on him and... <laughs> <laughs> Take that. How dare you never say please. That'll show him. All right. You got something to complain oh, about. Man. Hey, uh, while we're talking about news here, I know a lot of you are, are sitting at home going, why aren't you guys talking about, about the big Apple announcement? And that's because... It's happening right now when we're recording this. So uh, we we will take the time necessary to dissect those articles and have them for you next week. Okay. There's a new, new phone. Ah. There's some new iPads so far. Really? So they release new products. I was really hoping yeah. to care. This one's going to have a, a smaller screen and more retina pixels. Oh, a smaller screen? I don't know. <laughs> that was climbing up my priority ladder and just took a yeah. dive. Yeah. What would be funny is if they're like, here's what we've done. We've taken the phone and we've removed it out here, and you can't actually access it. All you get is you get to yell at the phone, and hopefully they can hear you, and then it'll do the things you do. Yeah. But it's Apple, and it just works. We've just made works. the phone bigger and yeah. the iPad smaller. There you go. <laughs> we re- re- <laughs> basically on. renamed them. <laughs> yeah. So this this is the one I put in my pocket now. This, this is the one that goes in the bag. Yeah, okay, got yeah. it. Perfect. Nailed it. Perfect. All right, well, let's move on to the next article that we know about uh, from CNN.com. <laughs> Some of the most iconic 9-11 news coverage is lost. Blame Adobe Flash. And we had the uh, the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks just this last week, and so it was kind of interesting that, that this article uh, is showing that some of the, the stuff that had been saved from back then, because back... Back in 2001, Flash was Flash was it. That, that was, was the like, thing. Yeah. This is the thing we're going to be using. And then we found out Flash also 
was like the biggest security hole on the internet, right? No, that's fine. Well, because it's gone. <laughs> as long as you don't use yeah. it. I'm going to send you, you, send you this it. website, man. Make sure you click yes to anything that asks you. So, so well, what I think is kind of crazy is that even in life, Adobe Flash, we were had problems with it. Now in death of Adobe Flash, we still have problems with that's it. That's what we call irony. That, that's right. <laughs> so uh, I, I would think that, that there would be easy ways to... Tra- I mean, I can take VHS tapes... And buy a thing that turns it into digital. Why is you that wouldn't not think that would be a problem, here? right? We always thought, well, hey, if we got analogs, anything, yeah. if we digitize it, man, it's going to last forever. Well, apparently that's not the case. So, so what does this mean here, though? That that I would need, I would need Flash to view these things, but someone has just got to take the time to convert them. So there is a project that's trying to, like, I think the uh, archive.org is attempting to do that. But I, I like what Don was saying. He. He said, uh, but they started with Star Wars, the college years, and not 9-11 yeah. footage. They're working they on that prioritized a little wrong. Yeah. That Star Wars <laughs> Christmas special. Once we get that yeah. done, then we'll do the assassination oh, of JFK. Here we go. Now, my question is, is like, so there was a lot of footage of 9-11 when that happened, as, as anybody that was alive during that time. Yeah, and, that's when know. 24-7 right. news kind of started. And it wasn't in Flash, so well, I mean, wasn't but it wasn't most of that stuff basically like converted into Flash articles on their websites, and but I would think that the stock footage actually still exists in its original format. Yeah, but that original format back then would have would have been tape too, so that would have been right, digitized to probably flash. But you would think it would still be like an MP something or a, you know, a wouldn't move it be file FLV or whatever? I, don't I, I know. think FLV was the flash video format, so that's what they're saying is if if. But I, I thought you could still Dude, play uh, an FLV. And on, um, I can play anything on, on uh, uh, VLC. Thank you. On yeah, VLC, I yeah, can play yeah. anything. Dude, I, I could I could probably engrave a stone tablet and it'd play that thing. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, we solved the issue in this <laughs> yes, article. Just yeah. download VLC. Well, there was a uh, another uh, company that was trying to do, or has developed some sort of like basically a, um, an interpreter or emulator it's a of Winamp. Flash. Yeah, it's Winamp. <laughs> it really kicks the llamas. <laughs> nah. I used to use Winamp. I know, everybody yeah, did. That's great. VLC was your video player, or Winamp yeah, was your audio that's player? Your, that's how you roll. Don't cool forget skins. the real VNC, or not real VNC, but the real player. Remember yeah, real player? Uh-huh, I do. Yeah, that was the good stuff. Oh, man. Take anyway, it was called, it's called Ruffle, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but l- luckily they're taking all this stuff from Flash and they're converting it into Silverlight. Um, so <laughs> just... Netflix, I think, used to run on Silverlight. <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. I remember. I remember when uh, when the Olympics installed. they announced like the Olympics will all be broadcast through Microsoft Silverlight online. Like, whoa! Yeah. Wow, that was some money for an. Endorsement. And then yeah. for whatever reason, the Olympics kind of dropped off in ratings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no one could, no nobody could see could it. <laughs> I'd love to watch the yeah, you know, curling. Sports is sports, I guess. <laughs> sports, sports is sports. Well said. All right, let's move on to an article that is written by our good friend and former guest, John Hammond, over at Huntress. This is on their blog, Huntress.com. Cybersecurity Advisory. Hackers are exploiting CVE 2021-40444. And, um, you know, those numbers mean nothing to me, uh, Daniel, <laughs> but I imagine they mean something to you. Well, so they mean something to you. You just don't realize I don't know it. what they mean. Yeah. yeah, maybe not personally. Honestly, the CVE uh, nomenclature is just the year that the, the vulnerability yeah, it's was a 2021. discovered. And then an arbitrary, non-reused... Does it start from zero? So is it, is this number 40,444? No, or? it's arbitrary from what I understand. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it's just grab a number that's not being used and throw it on the end of this thing. Perfect, love it. And there you go. So who, who does the CVE affect? 
This CV affects anybody that's using Microsoft products. Yeah. Like yeah. Silverlight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Any, yeah. any Windows operating system, yeah. you know, any so of the my office Zoom products. Is screwed. This is like so you know what you know what this this teaches me is the same thing that I've been telling everybody. Y'all click links on stuff and you download yep. stuff from your email and you're gonna have a bad day. Arbitrary code execution. Yeah, man. That, that's there you go. There we go. There, there we go. Because yeah, it all worth it. when you download things and run them from places that even you might be like, like you, you trust it per se, right? Like the you things don't you send know. me. Yeah, all the time, right? Yeah. How do you think I stay logged into that Foscam? Did you get so, those gift cards? Absolutely. Was that I did. Okay. I did. And those people thank you because that's <laughs> those people. super helpful. Yeah. I got those uh, gift cards and I spent them. All. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know why I always get iTunes, but... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what is there a specific product within Microsoft? This is Microsoft Office? Yeah, so, anything, so it's Office and Windows. It's anything that runs the MSHTML renderer engine, mm-hmm. render engine. Okay. So this is basically like when you have interesting content inside of your uh, normal content, like a, like a DOCX file, mm-hmm. and you want to have some interesting content in there, you can have it call to the render engine of the MSHTML, and then it will go... Boom! I'm running remote code, right? That's the problem. So you download gotcha. some sort of file. I send it to an email. So obviously, phishing is going to be involved with this. So I send you an email. It phishes you. You download the file, which looks like a normal DOCX or, or a RTF file. I think the original was was in Office 365, if I'm not mistaken. It was using like the preview functionality or whatever, and calling out to a file. Uh, via those methods, an ActiveX, an mm. ActiveX as well. Mm. It's pretty, it's pretty complex. Uh, Microsoft's got a, a, a write up on it. You can read up the, um, the executive summary. Yeah, and but, John's uh, article does a great job. Yeah, too, of John, breaking it down. With John, some- John has definitely been spending some uh, late hours poring over this, and he even developed a uh, proof of concept and has a demonstration there on this article. So it's kind of cool to watch. Where you just run this DOCX file, and then it executes code where he gets shell back act, shell access back to your computer. Yeah, and typically, you know, you know, people, most people know, you know, you don't run an EXE, you don't do those kinds of things. Right. But you know, if you see a, a DOCX, you know, okay, that that is a Word doc that right. mm-hmm. that is fine, quote or, unquote, or a rich text file like RTF something yeah, RTF runs and PPTX, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. This is stuff that you would commonly be like, oh, that's fine. That's going to pass, you know, pass through the firewalls, right? And, it's not going to get blocked. Well, this goes back to the point that you originally made. You shouldn't be downloading files from sources you don't know to begin with. Let this could alone, be coming from somebody you do know. It could Maybe be spoofed. Yeah, yeah, it could yeah. be spoofed to say it's from Daniel, right. and it's it's not. Like mm-hmm. this is why you need to have antivirus installed. With is antivirus going to catch this though? So they do have signatures for it. Is triggered. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John goes on to say that like. It can get triggered, but it's not necessarily going to work. So, it's right? a, so there it's are also as a janky workaround uh, sent from Microsoft saying, "Hey, basically disable ActiveX." Yeah, and but there are other ways in which this kind of like manifests itself, so you still could get popped. This reminds me of all this stuff like that you could get hit with macros, you know, because the file oh, seems yeah. legit and you right. get it, and then you know, so you're able to download it. It's not caught at that point. It's when right. when it tries to run something when you open it. Yeah, Interesting. but at least a macro would kind of like go, "Hey." Run it. You want to run macros? Yeah, it asks you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is just like this. Oh, just open the here's file. A file. And it's, it's running code. And yeah. now, thanks for access. So it's pretty much a nightmare scenario for Microsoft at this point, because as far as I know, as of 
uh, well, at least when I read this article, and John had a couple of updates to this, which was on 9-13-2021, 6.03 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, they have not seen any new information regarding this CVE. Security researchers are still experimenting with the vulnerability, which I have seen. If you go into GitHub and just type in CVE 2021 40-444, 4, right? So three fours Just keep four typing fours. four until something just comes Just fours up. until it goes crazy, <laughs> right? You'll see a bunch of people with POC code. Yeah. You can download and play with this. Um, and there's no patch available for it yet. Not yet. Oh, no. Yeah. That'll be in Windows 11. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. Don't 11. Patch, don't patch these Windows 10 things. That'll get people yeah, to yeah. push them onto Windows 11. Smart. All right. Well, uh, they weren't the only ones that got pwned this week. So let's take a look at who else got pwned. Looks like you're about to get pwned. Fatality. Yeah. All right, this article comes to us from TechCrunch.com. Apple patches an NSO zero-day flaw affecting all devices. Citizen Lab says the forced entry exploit affects all iPhones, iPads, Macs, and watches. So uh, th- this is is a legitimate piece of software, a spy software developed by an Israeli firm, correct? Legit Legitimate is an uh, interesting term to use. So it's a commercially available. Correct. Okay. Um, so the NSO group is just r- rife with controversy because, especially Citizen Lab, they have been kind of like discovering. So there's the software that NSO creates is called Pegasus. Okay. And Pegasus is meant for, hey, we need to monitor maybe a terrorist organization. Or there's a human trafficking organization, or you know, child pornography. These kind of things. This is not the one that, that they use to unlock phones, right? That's no. What is that one called? That's an Israeli. Yeah, there's. I, I forget the well. name of that one as well. But yes, yeah. that's a different firm. Uh, from what I understand, I yeah. think so. Anyway, anywho, what these people do is they just basically have the smartest people on earth hacking iPhones and Androids all day and finding zero days, and then they go. We'll guarantee you have access to this device. Mm. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you deploy Pegasus against Celebrate, Celebrate's tar- the other one. Oh, gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you tell, if you deploy Pegasus against your target, you will be successful, and then you will be able to monitor. And so this and is remote. Where Celebrate was all is remote. Phone in hand, I right. can plug in this device. Correct. This is uh, this it, is basically well. It doesn't because have to bypass any of your security. It just has. It knows. Zero, it has zero day exploits in it. But I don't need someone to install this. No. I can... So they will hit you with phishing campaigns. I think that is definitely one of the okay. ways that you get installed. Um, and from what I understand... It, actually, if you've watched the, or listened to the latest ver, um, episode of the Darknet Diaries, um, Jack Recider actually is interviewing someone from Citizen Lab hmm. about the NSO group and Pegasus. It's all about this. So uh, cool. not in this specific exploit for apple devices but pegasus itself how the nso group has responded to criticisms in the past and what do we think about them do we are they're finding pegasus software on journalists phones yeah and, and that's the problem things right. I see. yeah right. because they might have they might have legitimate reasons to to build this software and they might say right. this is for when people you know bring a warrant and they need to get them but you sell it to a rogue state, you know, what is legitimate in in their eyes. NSO says that they don't do that, right? But then you find, and then they even, from what I understand, NSO Group has said that the Citizens Labs 
um, claims that they have found this, their Pegasus software on journalists is, is a mistake or they're lying. And yeah, yeah, or, so or they, someone is using yeah. a similar right, right, code right, that they right. it's, say it's not theirs. them though. They don't do that. Yeah, baloney. So um, I don't know if you want to believe them or not. I, I I don't know enough about it other than you know just some. Um, but we see it on there's there's uh, reports of it being on a Saudi activist phone, uh, right. a Bahraini activist phone. So people that are dissidents maybe speaking out against the government. All yeah. of a sudden, this this software is on your phone and yeah. it makes you makes you wonder. And some people have been like killed. Yeah. Well, you think back to uh, Jamil Khashoggi, I think the yeah the um, right uh, the, the Saudi journalist yep. and, and that whole thing. I mean, chances were that this kind of stuff was happening before that. So the mm-hmm. the question is, could everyone's saying go patch your phone now? I've been seeing that everywhere today. But yeah. is, is there a way I can pull out my phone and see if I've got this running? Uh, I don't know if you can or not. Uh, I would assume it would become if you've been uh, my phone's being, really hot. Right if you've now. been hit with a smishing campaign lately. Or, you know, that kind of thing, then man, you clicked any of those links, I would not trust that device yeah. anymore. Or if you're a Ukrainian dissident. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you are speaking out actively <laughs> against the governments. If you're in Belarus and currently at a protest, yeah. go any, ahead. Anywhere. 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 Yeah. yeah. Anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. You think, go- yeah, come on. No, you're right. You're there's right. no benevolent but government there, out but there. But there's, there's governments that are more the like, more, yeah, yeah, we're watching you. Less crappy than others. <laughs> Or just not as open about the crappiness. <laughs> yeah, maybe oh, that's we it. are sweet tea people, aren't we? Because you're right. not dead, are you? <laughs> so, so why not? Why not just assume it's on your phone and go ahead and do that patch? But well, I mean, even if even if like you did the, like this patch, just patches this problem. Yeah, you don't think they're sitting on like five more of these zero days? Oh yeah, that's the thing. This is this is they're a company a that is billion dollar company. Yeah, they are not going to. They're now not going to be able to walk up to their customers and say, "Oh well, you know, they patched that. And we can't do that anymore." They're going to go, "Nah, nah, nah. We're still good." Yeah, that, it, yeah. Everyone's focused on this one that's yeah. in the news, but they don't know about these four right. that we've got going down. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, it makes you feel good inside, doesn't it? So take your phone, throw it on the floor, stomp on it a bunch of times. Is that the? That's really the only way. That's basically Perfect. yes. I've always wanted to do that thing that you see in movies when, like, uh, you, it's got to be a burner phone, but you get off the call and you, and and you, you break, break the flip it, phone in it. half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be so cool. I know, right? Get some but old the, phones. But then you're like, like, did anybody see? Yeah, no, nobody's film it. Now yeah. I got to do this again. Pictures are it didn't happen, right? Yeah, <laughs> man, that's that's the best. Uh, I'd love to think like that when they break the flip phone in half, like the bottom still just just running and it's still tracking their location and all that stuff. Like it, it, all you did was break the screen yeah. off. The power's still running. Yeah, to the, <laughs> the battery's connected to this part. Yeah, unless you pulled it apart. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, our next article is uh, from my favorite segment, which is dough. And I'm not sure who's saying dough specifically in in this article, but the uh, uh, the article comes to us from the New York Times.com, and it is uh, County IT Supervisor Mined Bitcoin at the Office, prosecutors say. So, uh, yeah, mining Bitcoin still a thing, but it, it's something that you need tons of, electricity and processing power for now oh, yeah. so if if you're an it guy at uh, at an organization that has computers yeah, if you not? don't have to front the cost go nuts yeah if make, you don't have to front the cost make that that's called stealing <laughs> uh, yes because we're because and it is because we're stealing electricity mm-hmm. right we're stealing i mean processing power i mean whether or not they're yeah well i think it was his devices that's true yeah, yeah. so it's, it's really just energy because this is taking Correct. a significant amount i mean they can they can now look from satellite images and see 
you know, look at the power draw at this yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this location there. And it's no longer, well, that's where they're growing weed. And it's like, that's where they're mining Bitcoin now because yeah. way more profitable. Yeah. They're like, and we can tell who the weed grower is versus the Bitcoin miners because them weed growers don't need nearly as much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the lights go off in there. Yeah. Yeah. This looks like an old prison movie over here with these Bitcoin miners. <laughs> so do we, do we know how this guy got caught? Uh, power consumption, I would it's assume. I mean, but if you're the IT guy, it's almost like you're you're kind of the guy that go, hey, we've got something with power, you know, what's going on with that? And and feels like he could come back with an excuse of like, I oh, we're ramping up a new. I, I th- maybe somebody stumbled across one of his devices or a few of you. There were forty six of them, according to the 46? article. Forty six. Yeah, yeah, forty six mm-hmm. rigs, Bitcoin mining, and and so they were exclusively doing that. <laughs> what else would you have them do? Well, yeah. I mean, I so I wonder if was he? I wonder if he's buying new machinery. Just for that purpose, well, or if I mean, he was, and then when does it become? Even when you're stealing the electricity, like those machines are expensive, and the setup and the upkeep to them. I mean, it's like, yeah. It says that the uh, the uh, I'm looking here. The bills ran in excess of six thousand dollars a day. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say how often. Yeah. But, I would assume um, that's a month. Yeah, but it's that's a, still a lot of electricity. Yeah, and so you know, I don't know what that number of devices would usually cost but it, it would be well my know. my four bedroom house t- costs oh, like yeah. 200 dollars a month it, uh, here's another one too to... they said oh yeah the mining devices increase the temperature in some of the rooms by 20 degrees <laughs> you don't say so you've got yeah. a six thousand dollar electrical bill yeah. and you're sweating in an air-conditioned dea room. agent kicked the door <laughs> and was like where's that weed brother yeah. oh man there's just, just a bunch computers. of bitcoin mining rigs in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, apparently it's uh, it's enough to face fifty up to fifteen years in prison. Yeah. That's, well, because it's grand larceny. Yeah, I guess right after probably. after a certain amount of money. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, it's and, well beyond the thousand uh, dollar mark. Yeah. Now yeah. you staring at prison sentence. How's that feel, buddy? Was the Bitcoin worth it? I wonder if there's some interstate commerce in there too, and you get some some nice federal charges because you're oh. you're kind of uh, I don't know you're on the internet. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Don was making the point um, that Bitcoin has become, is it still worth it to try to mine Bitcoin? Because if you, the only way you can be profitable off of it is to steal electricity <laughs> in order of $6,000 yeah, a month. Yeah, if you're not the one paying for it. That, I mean, right. that uh, running a, a botnet that is, is out there mining for you when it's That's not your, your money. But if you're, if you're like, I'm just going to be a legitimate Bitcoin miner, is there is there still skin in that game? Yeah, right? running your own rig, you're spending more on power than you're. Right. Is this just for the criminal elements? So, it's the. I mean, mining and Bitcoin are talked about synonymously, but is that how other cryptocurrency works as well? Is it mined? I think some of them are. I I don't. I've never really gotten into cryptocurrencies. Because yeah. um, I feel like you could switch to mining something else that maybe isn't at the same value right now, but you know, take a gamble that Dogecoin. Yeah, gotta get that Dogecoin. <laughs> gotta get that Doge. There's, there's a lot. I got like this lady in my neighborhood. She has a um, Shiba Inu, and it looks just like the Dogecoin one, like same color, like perfectly matched. <laughs> I'm like, "Are you the Dogecoin lady?" She's like, "What's Dogecoin?" <laughs> Dogecoin lady. Well, I'm like, "Your dog looks like the Dogecoin dog." 
There is a new uh, there's a new company that's in our building that that does uh, cryptocurrency stuff. So oh, really? We maybe have uh, them come over. And, there you go. Yeah, or, or I'll just stop it next time I see them in the urinal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, hey, what's up with Reach that? Over and uh, pat him on the back. Yeah. yeah. What's going on, man? <laughs> hey, what you doing down there? <laughs> yeah. Good. So you were right then too. Some of, some of the charges uh, looks like three charges. Uh, in what is it? Public corrup- corruption. Oh, public corruption. That's a fun one. That's grand fun. larceny. Grand larceny. And then computer trespass. So apparently he wasn't using just his own. Machines. So when he goes into court and the judge calls him up and he goes, "So you are um, charged with public corruption." You're just going to see a bunch of heads. We're like, oh, "What? Huh? What's, yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Every, isn't a traffic violation." Everybody else there for their DUIs and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like, oh, well, yeah. this guy. Oh, you were driving without insurance. This yeah, guy really so messed everybody up. Everybody does that. Yeah. What are you in for? <laughs> yeah. Public, public corruption. corruption. That's the hard guy. You so don't you mess with that guy. So you were teaching kids to like steal? Like, what's public corruption? <laughs> it's a lot better than private corruption. Yeah, that's right. All right. Hey, we want to let you know about a couple things coming up from IT Pro TV. First of all, we have a Microsoft free weekend. It's happening September 18th and 19th. Going to have a bunch of courses like Microsoft 365 Fundamentals, which is the MS-900, uh, some PowerShell stuff, Azure Administrator, Azure Security, uh, even managing Microsoft Teams. Those are all going to be free for that weekend. All you have to do is sign up for a free account over at itpro.tv. Free. Uh, again, that's September 18th uh, and 19th. So be sure no to check that out. You know, I have a hot corner set up on this computer and every time i get anywhere near uh, that uh, right corner it just shuts just the whole thing down ready and ready to go huh? yeah i'm glad i didn't have it set to turn off computer completely. Yeah. <laughs> just turn off the screen uh also have a webinar coming up it's the top five security risks of cloud computing how to identify and avoid common cloud vulnerabilities that is thursday september 23rd at 2 p.m eastern time uh with mr adam gordon and uh, yeah, we'll be talking about all those cool uh, risks that you got to face out there uh, when you are cloud computing. So you can head over to itpro.tv slash webinars to register for that one. You can also see all of the past uh, webinars that we've done, like the one we just did, Azure Virtual Desktop versus Windows 365, which is right for you. Uh, that's archived and up there, so you can watch that if you missed it. So yeah, definitely head over there, tune in live, or uh, watch it after the fact, itpro.tv slash webinars and finally head over to technado.com and uh, you can you know send us a note you can let us know uh, not technado technado also works and uh, probably some other things <laughs> itpro.tv slash podcast I think or something like that I don't know but uh, yeah te- I say I say go to technado um, yeah. but I'm a purist so uh, I mean I'm not Croatian or something no. so. <laughs> going after day on again Starting a war. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, head over there. You can uh, you can watch the latest episodes. You can uh, send us a note um, and uh, give us your feedback. And if we read that on the air, we will send you a Technado t-shirt. Uh, you can also click on the big orange button that says sponsored by IT Pro TV. And you can get a coupon code for 30% off the lifetime of your personal membership to IT Pro TV. You can also request a team trial and see all the great features available to teams from IT Pro TV as well, all over at technado, <laughs> aka technado.com. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, thank you again, Wes, for filling in and uh, learning about space with us. Absolutely. What, what's your big takeaway from today? I still want to find out uh, all the secret satellites. That's what I want to know. Can, yeah, what can, was the can, one you were asking about? Oh, it's called the Black Knight. You Black know. Knight. Yeah, if you got a tinfoil K- hat. K-N-I-G-H-T? Yeah, 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 like Knight is in 
chivalry. Man, if we if we talk about that next week, I, I have to look my, this up because my like, tinfoil hat intro here. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, if you believe in lizard people, you probably believe. Is that where the lizard people live? Maybe on the Black Knight. Yeah, like, no, they live at the core I of the earth. I thought they were, yeah, the core of the earth that you know in Antarctica yeah. or something like that. Or the moon that moon base. Come on, get your conspiracy yeah. theories right, Sorry. man. Yeah, you know. it's been a minute. It's yeah, been yeah, a minute. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's your reading for the week. Uh, look up Black Knight and uh, just go down that rabbit hole and yeah. you'll be crazy by next week. <laughs> that's right. And you'll be in the perfect mindset to join us on the next Technado. So we'll see you guys then.